Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. Yeah, baby, it is that time again. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown coming to you live from Merritt Island, Florida. Me and my co-host, Kelvin, the Snasty Man Harris. Kelvin. What up? It is, it is December 19th, and I'm sitting here in Merritt Island, Florida, and it is hot. It's 79 degrees here, Kelvin, and they say oh, there's man. no such thing as global warming. Really? Oh, man, it's beautiful. I, I don't want to put beautiful. on no long, no long pants on Christmas. Oh, my God. Come on, man. I want to be... It doesn't even feel like Christmas, but I'm not going to let them steal my... Christmas spirit. I'm going to keep this thing going. We're going to keep it rolling. But family, welcome back. And as my, my man A-Rod said last week, I didn't say it enough, so I'm going to say it again. We are back, live and in living color, me and my main man. And Kevin, there's been so much going on this past week. That does, oh man, it, it's first of all, Merry Christmas from the get down with Hurley Brown, Kelvin Harris. Merry Christmas to you all. And boy, if I had my tunes right now saying silent night to you, but I ain't going to do that to y'all today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey, I got a hell of a voice too, boy. I can blow me and Eddie LeVert going, hey, this is my, this is the goal for my 50th birthday party. I want to, I want to bring Eddie LeVert to come sing, Eddie LeVert from the OJs to come perform at my birthday party. I told my wife that and she just laughed. Kelvin, that is that is one of my ultimate dreams. So, Eddie, if wow. y'all didn't listen at home, boy, I'm coming to get you. June 21st. Well, Hurley, Hurley, I think uh, if you can come up with about 75 grand, it can happen. <laughs> hey, family, y'all heard him. Y'all heard him. Hey, look, I'm going to put a GoFundMe um, thing together. So y'all go fund Eddie LeVert performing for my 50th birthday party. But anyway, hey, but in the meantime, Kelvin, we got to continue bringing this, bringing the news to our family, to our people, to our audience. And again, people, we don't make the news. We just report it. That's what we do. You come over here, you listen to what we do, and we get down with what's going down. Now, first things first, congratulations to Bush Davis, FIU playing Temple in the 2017 Gasparilla Bowl. December 21st, which is Thursday, 8 o'clock. And Kelvin, I'll be there live and in living color, man, doing the color commentary for the show. I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm going over there tomorrow to watch them practice and kind of get an they inside better, scoop. They, they better beat the brakes off a of temple for what they did to us. <laughs> I know, right? No, 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 no. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Yo, I know you didn't just say that, bro. Are you serious? Man. Well, hey, I, should, I should hang up the phone on you, dude. That, that, that ain't right, man. Hey, man, them, them my people, man. I, hey, I love them dudes, bro. And we, we will always be friends. I, I wish them nothing but the best. But they, no, and they, hey, gave me, they gave me the opportunity of a lifetime, and I will cherish that, and I'm indebted to I them that, I cherish them for that because it was needed. You know, man, he was... Al Golden was what the University of Miami needed. 
Hey, people can say what they want to say, but hey, it is what it is. And I tell you what, if it wasn't for Al Golden, they wouldn't be having the success that they're having right now. It's just that simple. Check, check your, check no, your books now. Those, those are kids. I, now, come on now. I can definitely, I can definitely agree with that because the one thing I oh, will yeah. say is there wasn't bad recruiting. Oh no, 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 and it wasn't bad coaching. I mean, come on, you get, you get fired because you be, you lost to Clemson. Really? Uh, come on, we eight four that year, boss. We eight four. Didn't just lose to Clemson. It was a rough one. I mean, Man, Clemson went on to beat everybody they played. They didn't just beat us. Come on, huh? They won a national championship yeah. that year. They actually beat Alabama that year. And we were not Alabama. I promise you that. But anyway, yeah, we're going to keep going with all the... Yeah, they won the next year. But yeah, I get your point. Yeah, 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 yeah. But still, they still played the national championship. They were undefeated regular season. Couldn't nobody beat Clemson. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I don't know if anybody's going to beat them this year. No, nobody's not going to be. No, nah, I think Clemson's going to take it off. But anyway, let's continue with the list of what we got going on today. All right? The L.A. Lakers retired Kobe Bryant's jersey last night. Both of them. The black Both of them. Eight and 24. But yeah. you got to be a bad man. But, Kevin, I remember when he first came into the league. I don't know if you remember, you know, watching him as a rookie. I'm sure you did. You, you know, yeah, you're, you're like. I've been you, a Lakers fan since 79, 80. Yes. Man, you couldn't even spell the Lakers in 79. What? I, I still remember that first game Magic played with Kareem hit the game-winning champion, a game-winning bucket, and he goes and hugs him. And later on in the locker room, Kareem pulled him to the side and said, hey, young fella, don't, don't do that no more. I don't oh, wow. like that. You remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah, Magic man. was something else. Magic was something else back in the day, but he hugged Kobe Bryant for a long time last night. I started wondering was they gonna kiss like he kissed Isaiah Thomas in that one Ooh, that, that one game. You remember man. that, don't you? Yeah, oh, but yeah, that's that's hey, I'm but, trying but, to get it out of my mind, but ooh. Yeah, I know, right? But anyway, no, but so Kobe you know Bryant. Like about last night, man. Talk to the, the team responded to the moment. Now they didn't win. But they're sending notice. I've been watching them like on the on the trip that they just came off of the road trip. Mm-hmm. I was down on the NBA, but watching the Lakers play the Sixers and the Lakers play the Knicks, I got a little excited because that that Lakers Sixers game showed you what the future gonna look like in the league. And oh, no doubt, know, no doubt, no doubt. Man, these, these young boys, well, these young boys playing now. Hey, I'm telling you. It's a few of them that are, and it seems like they're all in like two or three teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I think because yeah. the Lakers have assembled some real, like Stephen A. Smith said today on first take, they have all the parts in place except for that go-to superstar. And he's coming next year. So, yeah, they'll get one next year. Of course they will. Come on, man. Something about the Lakers, baby. Well, I mean, look. Lakers. It's probably, I don't want to call it an a, a unkept secret, but more than likely LeBron is going to be with the Lakers next Oh, no, not so now we got to switch gears. I don't even want to talk about LeBron going to the Lakers right now. <laughs> but anyway, so the Lakers retired Kobe Bryant's jersey. One of our own, one of the great Miami Hurricanes decided to retire, and Devin Hester. Devin, thank oh, you. Man, thank you for, for all the joy that you brought to everybody. And it was a things. joy watching you play and perform. I know you personally. You are a great person, a great friend. I've coached your, your brother, Lenoris, Pookie Hester, 
And um, man, I remember we almost had that joke at FIU. Boy, I tell you, it, it would have been something amazing. But, you know, he went on to become a Miami Hurricane, played over there and had an illustrious career at the University of Miami and a Hall of Fame career in the National Football League, which I don't know why they're sitting there saying because he didn't have a position, he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. That's no, he's ridiculous. Gonna be the, he's, he's the greatest returner. In the history of the game. Yeah. In the history of the game. So, Devin... I mean, and, 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 hey, I ain't go, hey, you know, being from Fort Myers and watching Prime do what he do, it's hard, you know, Prime, you know, passed the torch throwing it, Devin. They, they basically in the same category, but that right there alone put Devin in the Hall of Fame. Oh, it, it should. Yeah, that, that's, that's the argument that some of the critics are saying right now is that, you know, he, he won't get into the Hall of Fame because he is he, – he never he never played a position. But come on, man. Yeah, but I mean, great, greatness is greatness. I don't care if you had a position or not. His position was returning kicks. You didn't, you didn't go out there and sign anybody else maybe other than maybe Deion Sanders. Uh, and, 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 and also Mel Gray is in that category – but hey, man, he did it at a whole nother level. You see how he started the Super Bowl a lot. Well, you see how he started his first game ever out at the University of Miami when he finally yeah. got a chance to play because he had to sit out a full year. He finally gets a chance to play his very first game versus the University of Florida. The first time ever to the touching the ball in college, he takes it to the house. And he's been taking it to the house ever since. He actually lives over there in Orlando now, and he's um, real good friends with a friend of mine. And, um, you know, De- Devin likes to ride motorcycles. And one of the guys that, that Devin's friends with, one of our mutual friends, I'm not going to say his name now, but we definitely going to get him on the show, it signed a $70 million contract with, I believe, Nike. One of the, one of the, um, the big sponsors. But anyway, hey, look, we got to hold on for a second, Kevin, because we got one of the best recruiting analysts in the country. And Charles Fishbine just joined us. And oh, it's, it's wow. a great time. To, oh, yeah. Old Fish, my main man. Me and Fish go way back. But Fish, you know, I was going to get to it, but I'm glad you called. And we'll go ahead and jump on it now. How you doing, Coach Fishbine? Charles Fishbine? Oh, so I'm a coach now. I finally moved up. I moved up hey, into the coaching rank. You are a coach. As long as you are out there and, and, you're, and you're ranking and analyzing recruits, evaluating recruits, you will always be Coach Fishbine to me, Coach. But how you doing, Big Dog? What's happening? Doing good, doing good. Just, uh, <laughs> you know, we have that new uh, signing day thing that comes tomorrow through fr- you know Friday, and I think it's a lot of the coaches are trying to figure out, uh, you know, what it's all about. You know, because you're so used to well, going and, in February. And that was one of the things that we were going to get to in the show today. And I'm again, I'm, I'm so excited that you called because you. That was that was the main topic of discussion for today. Is this this and family? Just so you all know and understand, the NCAA has allowed colleges and universities to sign kids for the first time an early signing day. This has never happened in in the history of college football. So tomorrow through Friday, kids, high school students are going to be signing. National letters of intent. It's a big deal. It is a huge deal. And, you know, and what I want to do, Fish, I want to enlighten everybody. 
you know, you and Kelvin and myself and, you know, for the audience, everybody that's out there listening, we need to dissect this. I want us to talk about this. I want us to sit and talk about I got, I got, I got, I'm good, brother. I got a question for both of you from different mm-hmm. angles because, Hurley, you provide something to the to the fans, and then Charles, you got another aspect of it, and the aspect of it is how does this affect the coaches? Because you know, you as the recruiting analyst, you see it one way, and you're you're evaluating, you know, the class and how many kids are going to sign tomorrow and what it'll do for February. But Hurley, you provide a unique perspective because you can tell us the pressure it puts on the coaches. Okay, so Kelvin, and great questions, and those are exactly the things that I want us to talk about, and we need to share that with our audience, but right now, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about this early signing day, the benefits to the players and coaches, and then what negatives come out of it. But we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll be we'll come back. We'll have Charles Fitzbarn, Kelvin Harris, and myself. You'll be back with the Get Down with Hurley Brown in just a few seconds. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Hurry up, procrastinators. The holidays are almost here. Join the revolution with Jim and Trav as we go hunting for the holidays. For all the best hunting, fishing, shooting, and outdoor gear you'll ever need. Joining us is Eric Poole, editor of Guns and Ammo magazine. Craig Boddington, co-host of Guns and Ammo, presented by Brownells. And Eric Rice of Sticky Holsters. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Okay, and we're back. And we are back with Kelvin Harris and a, a dear friend of mine, Charles Fishbein. Charles, and forgive me, family, and I am extremely rude. I, I need to introduce Charles, but I'm going to take the time to let Charles introduce himself so you guys know what credibility he brings to this entire discussion. So, Charles, could you just tell the family who you are and what do you do? Yeah, you know, I've been 
basically in the business for about 15 years, and Hurley was probably one of the first guys I ever met it when he was at FIU and side that trailer <laughs> before they had a stadium. And hmm. um, you know, I've been in the recruiting business for 15 years, done the recruiting service side, done the recruiting media side. So I've had a little bit of everything, and I like to be at a, the one thing I've you know, put my pride on is that I've always gone out and actually watched the kids and not just seen a highlight film or, you know, because a lot of evaluations don't just come from uh, the film. It's going out there and evaluating the kid as a person. How does that kid relate to coaching staff? How is he going to fit in in certain programs? Not every kid, we've discussed this, not every kid, a kid that goes to Miami may not be a good fit at Florida State or or Florida. Everything is all relative in this business, so. Right, and that was one of the thing, one of the things we always talk about at Miami. Is he a Miami guy? Yeah. You know what I mean? And yep. that's important, Fish. That's extremely important. Yeah. But now let's because, get back to this this early signing day. Okay, and, and Kelvin, yep. and again, like you said, Kelvin, you said that you know there's different perspectives in this conversation. Um, myself uh, as a college coach, a uh, former college coach, high school coach. Teacher, and then coach. Again. Charles Fishbein, who is arguably one of the best recruiting or recruit evaluators in the country, has his own recruiting publication, does extremely well, been doing it for over 15 years. I mean, hey, these are the guys that that when you want to find out who is who, you, you, Charles, you call Charles Fishbein and be like, hey, Charles, tell me about this kid. So, Charles, what are the benefits as a player, if I'm a player and I'm listening to the Get Down with Hurley Brown right now, why would you tell me it would benefit me to sign Wednesday, tomorrow, when I got six weeks? Oh, there's no question. I think it benefits, one, it benefits the kid if he's one of those players that's maybe – uh, maybe 10 to 15 to 20 in the class. I think if you're one of the top three or four kids in a class or in the country, you can wait till January because schools are going to still wait for you. But what happens a lot is with coaching changes and everything is that this early signing period allows kids that maybe be fringe kids, a new coach comes in, doesn't like them as much, or you, know, you have a situation at like Florida State in Florida where these coaches didn't recruit those kids. But those kids right. don't deserve to be really dumped right now. They've gone through the process. They, you know, they broke it down to where one of those schools was their favorites, and they decided to go there. So, you know, the school, do they honor that scholarship? Well, the kid basically now has a chance to basically lock himself in and uh, not not force a coach's hand to decide in January they don't want him. You know, so right. that is that's a great point. Them. That's a great point. So, yeah, so, so, so what oh. ends up happening, and, and again, it's happening right now all over the country, actually. Um, a lot of these kids, with, with all the coaching changes, you know, and, and I've talked to a couple of buddies of mine, and the one thing that they keep saying is that, and it happened to us when we were at the University of Miami, and I'll just go ahead and say it. When we actually got to, when you actually, when Al Golden first took the job at the University of Miami, the recruiting board disappeared. So what happens 
family, when, when colleges are recruiting, you know, it, throughout the entire year, you have three boards, okay? And, and on, on those boards, you have the top players by position in the entire country that you want to recruit, guys that you're evaluating, guys that you've already evaluated, but it gives you a list of recruits that you're going to go after. And you rank those guys, okay? And you have, right now, you would have past 2018, 2019, and two, 2020. You know, you're recruiting all the way up to 2020 anyway. But with all the coaching changes, Fish, to your point, man, them guys take that board down. And so exactly. Dan, Mullen, Dan Mullen would go into the University of Florida. Now, fortunately, they got a recruiting department. And that's why it's so important to keep those guys around. But I've heard situations to where, just like it happened us at Miami, when those guys got let go, the head coach gets let go, the other guys have no idea if they're going to stay or not. Man, they take that board down. So you walk into a program, you don't know who you're recruiting, especially if you're going from one AA or to a, you know, a lower conference to a you know, power five school. Or, you know, I mean, you're going from East Coast to West Coast. You have no idea because you haven't been recruiting those types of guys, those guys. So if you're Dan Mullen at the University of Florida, man, you're going from Arkansas to Gainesville. And it's like, wait a minute, you know, who should we be recruiting? There's no question with some of those kids. Yep. Well, I was going to say, there's actually a, a real-life example of what you're talking about in Florida right now, uh, Hurley and uh, Charles. There's two kids from Northwestern that Randy Shannon had uh, offered scholarships to, Devon Wilson and uh, Nigel Bethel. Yep. And Randy got let go. Corey Bell got let go. They got let go. They are no longer um, on the Florida wish list. And I was talking to one of our old teammates, Tober Bain, about it. The Wilson kid really doesn't know where he's going to go now because um, he kind of wants to go to Miami, and he's kind of caught in what you're talking about, uh, Charles, about the top top guy waiting until February. Well, he's down the list of corners, and Miami is putting all their efforts into Patrick Sertain and Asante Samuel. So if they don't sign early um, uh, tomorrow – and they wait till February. He's basically on a waiting list there, and possibly at Georgia as well. So it's like the best case scenario for a kid like that is for you know the guys at the top of the list to sign early, and then they'll have a better idea of where they can go. But right now, those kids that you're talking about, Charles, that are ten or fifteen, they're basically sitting in the lobby waiting for the top tier guys to make their decisions, and it affects yep. two or three schools, two or three players. And, that, and that's a difficult situation if you're a Devon Wilson because here you thought your future was – I mean, he's 17, 18, maybe 19 years old. He's still a kid, and they're not used to handling that, you know, that rejection, these kids today especially. They're so used to everybody, you know, pumping them up and everything. And now it's like, all right, he has to reset himself. And maybe the schools that he's looking at, he doesn't feel like he fits in. I don't know. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. So it's kind of a bad situation for the kid. And, um, you know, I mean, he's good enough to play at Florida. We know that. But like we said before, the new coach comes in, they're going to want to recruit their guys, you know, yeah. and guys they evaluated. Um, well, the, and the issue is, 
the, the issue with, with this is that they don't have a lot of time to evaluate. Because, wow. like, you know, Dan Mullen got the job, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, yep. and a lot of the kids that he was recruiting in Mississippi State weren't the kids that are being recruited in Florida. He was recruiting a different type of kid at Mississippi State in a different exactly. type of region. Exactly. So yep. all of a sudden you go from Mississippi State, who, you know, you, you, you can get some three stars. Every now and then you get a four star. Uh, you, you know, if there's a local kid, you might get a five. Oh, my God. Now you're talking, hey, look, man, we're not talking about just, you know, signing a recruiting class. We're talking about possibly being the having the number one recruiting class in the country because you have that ability at the University of Florida the resources that you have, where you are, the tradition, the legacy that the University of Florida has. You can all, you can be in the top five every year as far as recruiting is, is concerned. You can go yeah. anywhere in the country and you, you'll, you'll be able to get in majority of the homes because you got that gator on your shirt. Well, really, no I, like to, I, think, I think Florida, Florida State, Miami, Alabama, um, LSU, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Georgia, Clemson, and USC, I consider them what I call the Kate Upton schools. They're basically the pretty girl, I don't care who it is, they get first choice. And then Dan, Dan Muller was at what I call a, a Jennifer Aniston school. It's, 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 a good, it's, it's a good look, but if Kate Upton comes in the room, you know you're not going to get the first look. And I don't know about that, Kelvin. Oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty tough for you to say that. But go ahead. Okay. Well, I mean, Dan Mullen is used to, like you said, having to go, you know, grind it out for the three-star guy. And maybe, like, he had a five-star kid um, popping his lap last year from, um, from, 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 from Starkville. Starkville. He beat out Michigan and LSU for this kid, an outside linebacker. And he got one five-star kid. But Florida... They're expected to get nothing but five-star kids. Exactly. It's like, but the, the good thing about it for him is he's already been to Florida, and he understands the expectations. I just don't know if some of the coaching decisions he made is going to help him in the recruiting war in Florida because he cut a lot of ties in South Florida when he, when he let Randy and Corey Bell go. And I don't know if the people he's bringing in have even nowhere – close to the type of connections that those guys had. Well, here's the deal, Charles. Charles, you can attest to this. You know, everybody says that, Kelvin. You know, everybody sits there and, like I said, I've, I've been doing it for 16 years. So, you know, everybody says, hey, look, man, you know, that guy didn't let, you know, he didn't keep these guys, you know, so he can't come to my school and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, dude, that is short-lived. Well, I don't think they're going to ban Florida from the school. No, no, and, and you can't. You know, but but the only concern that you do have is does he have that dog? You know, like a Randy Shannon or Corey yeah. Bell that can go in and compete, or that are willing to go in and compete in the inner cities of, of South Florida. You know, can well, can well, they go well, into? Well, can, well, and, well, and, and here's well, the deal, Charles. Can, 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 who at the University of Florida right now this time can go in and communicate and be received? I, I, think, that, I, I, I think if Jay Juan Sider is still there, he can do it. But 
at the end of the day, it, it, you know, I've heard this before, hey, you need a local guy. Some of the best recruiters I've seen come down to Dayton, Broward County, have zero ties down here. It's just, right. it's, how do you relate to the kids? Do the kids feel comfortable with you? Or do they feel that you're a used car salesman? These kids down here are very street smart. And oh, yeah. they've been. Car hey, they, look, they we got to take a break. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold that thought because I know it's a great thought, but we got to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to continue. And, and the phrase that you used, there's two of them that I want to, you know, <laughs> you that, that I want to expound on genuine, genuality and use car salesmen. So when we come back, we're gonna talk about genuine coaches, how they come off to these kids, and then we're gonna talk about that used car salesman. So we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, talk to Charles Fishbein and Kelvin Harris. Take a break, we'll be right back with the Get Down with Hurley Bryant. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Okay, family, we're back. And we're having a great discussion about this early signing day, the benefits and the negatives. And uh, the when we left... The conversation alluded to these kids being able to identify someone who's genuine or someone who is just like a comes off like a car salesman. So and, and Charles, so my question to you is how 
How, how does that work in South Florida? I mean, you, you, you talk to the kids more than anybody. You know, the coaches can only talk to them certain times of the year, but you're always around these kids. You, you're at the seven, you know, the seven on seven tournaments. I mean, you do your own deal. I mean, and you, you talk to them, you know, a year round. So how is it that these kids are able to identify what's genuine and what's not at such a young age? I just think that they, I just think they've been exposed to so much from the media side to the recruiting, you know, these recruiting analysts. I mean, I, when you were coming up, you weren't exposed to camps, combines, uh, all-star games. By the time they get recruited, these kids are basically like already prepared for the college coaches and the college experience before they even step on campus. I mean, a lot of these kids, St. Thomas kids, American Heritage, even Northwestern and Miami Central, they go on the road. They play at a Don Bosco. They're playing on ESPN. So I think that the more they're around people, you start to get, you you start to realize who's a good person and genuine, and who's that fake person that just wants something from you. And it's and uh, listen, I got into this business. I had to, you know, I've talked to a lot of people about this. The first time I walked into a Miami Northwestern or Central or one, even these inner city schools, they're like, "Hey, who is this guy?" But the more that they saw me there at the practices, and the more that I helped these kids out. And, and not just help the top-end kids, help kids that are, were lower Division One and one AA kids start to get offers and start helping them, I became part of that fabric. You know what I'm saying? So wow. they, they trusted me in, that, right. in, in right. that whole process. I, I didn't come from that area. I came yeah. from, I went to Palmetto. I went to a certain school that uh, I wasn't in an inner-city school. So <clears throat> I, was an, I was an outsider to a lot of these kids and coaches. But then, you know, the coaches got to see me there, and I wasn't there just for the good times. I was there for everything, you know. And, yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, you know, there's, there's somebody that's, that's, that just called in that you know very well and you spent a lot of time with, my old roomie, Coach Roland Smith. Roland, Daddy how you old. doing, Coach? I'm doing good. How you doing, Coach Brown? Good, good. Hey, family, this is my main man right here. Hey, Roland, we spent a lot of New Year's nights together, right? New Year's Eve, New Year's Days. Man, I tell you, playing a national, playing eight national championship games. I mean, dude, we can go on and on and on. But family, please welcome. That means we we were really good, uh, Coach Brown. We were really good because remember, (laughs) hey, if you didn't play on New Year's Day back then, hey, bro, you can cancel Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Hey, Roland, why you ain't helping out early with his backpedal, man? You supposed to help out a roommate in that. You supposed to help him with your backpedal. My back? <laughs> I, I, I was supposed Kevin. to help early with his backpedal. Kevin, I'm 48 years old, and I can still outbackpedal most college football players right now today. As a matter of fact, <laughs> Nick Saban said okay, that backpedal. What? Now, I'm oh, cool man. Though, hey, but anyway, family... Welcome, Coach Roland Smith. I still got a smooth back pedal ever. Yeah, yeah, you do, you do, you do, you do. I'm gonna give it to you, Patty. Yeah, can we can we please introduce Coach Roland Smith, people? <laughs> nah, no problem, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me. High school uh, on your show, man. I'm glad to be here to talk with you guys today, man. You know, I knew you from back in the day when we was recruited out of um, high school. We played college ball together, so I'm just glad and honored to be on your show today, Coach. Man, I, 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 I love you being on the show, Patty. And, hey, thank you for calling. And, Patty, we're sitting here talking about, oh, God, God forbid me. 
you know, forgive me, please. You know, I'm calling him his, his nickname, Coach Smith. I got to be formal with this dude. This is my dude. Okay. All right. So, hey, so Coach Smith, hey, we got Charles Fishbine on the line. And, um, yeah. and we were just talking about the benefits and negatives of this early signing day period, signing day tomorrow. Yeah. Give us your take. Well, what, what, how do you think this benefits a kid on signing today as opposed to six weeks from now? on National Signing Day? Well, Hurley, um, you know, I think it's um, it benefit the colleges because the colleges are the ones that are um, going to benefit from it because um, for so long, I think the colleges was looking forward to this day, having an early signing day because they've been getting burnt in the past. My kids been committed to them for so long, and then at the end, uh, when they think the kids supposed to be coming at the, at the uh, last hour, a kid may decommit and go somewhere else. And they may lose another kid that they was planning on, you know, recruiting that they could, didn't have the chance to recruit because the kid was, um, you know, was committed somewhere else and was waiting for them to give them an offer. But they was depending on this kid to come there. Now, by they have mm. this early signing day that they having on this on on tomorrow, it gives them the chance to say, okay, if you locked in, you locked in. If you committed to us, how committed are you? If you committed to us, we're gonna go ahead and sign you early, so you can have make sure your spot is, in, you know, is here and you locked and loaded. But if you don't sign, then that means we got to go out and recruit some other guy at your spot because you don't know what you want to do. So it's right. a win-win for the colleges, and it's a win-win for those kids who really know where they want to go. But for those kids that don't know where they want to go, they just have that extended time to make sure that um, they decide where they want to go by you know, that first Wednesday in February. So that's the only benefit to have. I think the colleges benefit from it more than anything. And those kids who really want to go to school early, they get to sign and go early and have their own little signing day. And plus those kids who, are, who don't go early that want to be locked in with their school and know where they want to go to get locked in early, you know? So they just yeah. try to put down some of the games the kids play throughout the recruiting process. And, and you're right, because when we were at the University of Miami, we they played that game with us a few times. And actually one of them was um from at Booker T. Another one was at Palm Beach, Palm Beach Gardens. Uh-huh. I think that's where Avery Young went. And and I'll tell you what, man, you're talking about, and I'm going to tell you a quick story. When we thought we had Avery Young. Uh-huh. We, I thought Jethro Franklin did an amazing job recruiting that kid. And, Where did he end up going? Know, he ended up going to Auburn. Auburn. He went to Auburn, Coach. He went to Auburn, yeah. You remember that guy, don't you, Charles? Yeah, I definitely. Yeah. Well, he also had yeah. a younger brother that went to NC State, so Willie Young. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Willie Young played in the National Football. As a matter of fact, man, this guy, dude, and and the dad, Buster, and and just to tell you what happened, and and it taught me, you know, it it taught me so much going through that process. So the dad's named Buster, Buster Young, all right? So we're recruiting Buster. Buster kept telling us, don't worry about the mama. He don't live with the mama. You know, I got this. Me and Willie, his brother, you know, he listens to us. So we met the mom, but we didn't recruit the mom. Uh But we recruited Buster and Willie like no tomorrow. So Uh signing day, Patty, Uh here we are. We're ready, man. We got him. He's got his, you know, his assigned time as to when he's going to actually make his announcement. Everybody's sitting by the phone. We're waiting for him to to send the fax over. Everybody's by the fax machine, sitting by the phone and say, look, he's going to call any minute now few minutes go by, no phone call from Avery. We're calling the head coach over there at Palm Beach. And he's sitting there saying, hey, look, man, I don't know where he's at. 
About 30 minutes later, maybe 20 to 30 minutes later, the head coach calls us back. Hey, he just walked into the gym where the ceremony is at. It ain't looking too good for y'all. The mama was with him. The, the daddy, the Buster and Willie were already at the ceremony. They there sitting there waiting. Avery's nowhere around. They don't, they don't know where Avery's at. All of a sudden, at the last hour, he walks in the gym with his mama. Signs to Auburn. They had oh, been they recruiting the, the mother the whole time. I don't know about all that bag stuff. They, they, Willie don't need no money. You know, Willie was doing pretty. He was actually playing with the Detroit Lions at the time. But uh-huh. Roland, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you totally. It, it takes all the guessing out of it. And Kevin, when you're uh-huh. talking about as a coach, you know the perspective that I bring is, uh-huh. you know, I, now I know. Now instead of me recruiting 12, 15 guys uh-huh. and spreading myself thin, you can recruit five. I can recruit two or three because oh, I, I got okay. I got one I got one or two already signed with me. Yeah. So if, if let's just say you got nine coaches on staff. Next year, next mm-hmm. next January, you have ten. Cheers. You're only going to sign twenty five. If each guy were to go out there and sign four guys, you know some guys are getting two or three. You can really mm-hmm. focus. And I'm going to sign three other ones. You know that that and, and the one that I signed is way out in Egypt somewhere. So now, not only does it help me financially because now I don't have to get on a plane. Uh-huh. And then at moment we had those private planes. So now we don't have to go out and, and get a private plane or have access to a private plane. And I can spend all my quality time with those other two to three guys that didn't sign National Signing Day. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's where, and Charles, you know as good as anybody. And Roland, you do. I mean, you know mm-hmm. as good as anybody because you, you, you had, I mean, you coached Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. Joseph Yerby, Trevor Darling. I mean, dude, you you coach some of the best players to come out of the uh, come out of South Florida as of no, just recently. Like, it, it can become a headache for the head coach too as well because when they don't get in contact with the kids and the parents, they aggravate me. You know, exactly. I, I can recruit all of them again. Where's the kid? Right. Get in contact with the kid. Can you bring him down to the classroom? So, is it, I feel like I'm getting recruited all over again. Hey, my game was over 20, 30, 30 years ago, thirty some years ago. You know what I'm saying? Twenty some exactly. years ago. So. Right, but um, it becomes a headache for the head coach as well. So, and that's, that's the other thing that it does, Charles. It allows kids to really focus on school. Yeah, no, I, it's, right. so I got it. It's done. I don't need to worry about being pulled out of class. I don't need to worry about the text messages, the phone calls, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it, it can can sometimes become overwhelming, man. And, and that's some of the kids. And I tell you what, it does for some of the kids, especially you know guys waiting until February. They get so, sometimes they get starstruck. Sometimes they get so caught up in this recruiting stuff to where they tend to forget. Man, you haven't even graduated high school yet. Yep. You know what I'm saying? There's no, yep. no question right. about it. So, well, Roland, let me ask you one question. Has this oh, yeah. December been more hectic for you because of the, 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 the early signing period that last? The last few Decembers, I mean, have the coaches put more pressure on you and, you know, been pressing the kids more, or has it basically been the same? Hey, Roland, before you answer that. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What I want to do, Roland, I want you to save that answer after this commercial break. No problem. So we're going to send this thing to commercial. 
But family, I want y'all to come back so y'all can hear one of the best high school football coaches in the country talk about how this early signing day period or early signing day has either helped or hurt him as a high school head coach. So therefore, you can all understand the demands that are put on a head coach in this in, in this whole progress uh, process. All right. So again, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break. Right, look, boy, I'm getting so excited talking to my boys. I don't even know what to talk about or how to talk. But anyway, so we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we are back. And before we left, Kelvin Harris proposed the question to Roland Coach Roland Smith, or should I say coach extraordinaire, Roland Smith, how has this early signing day affected him and his everyday activity? So, Patty, what effect has it had on you? I don't think it had an effect on me. I think it had an effect on the kids because, um, you know, the kids are now being put in a situation where um, they are being pressured to um, commit and sign early, especially if they're committed to that school. And then you have some kids, you know, that that um, commit to schools or may commit to a particular school because they may like him and that kid, that school may have, been, may have been the only school that was recruiting him. And then that kid may have blew up, you know, the last part of the season or in the postseason. And other schools may, bigger schools or other schools may be coming after him. 
and they may have other choices they want to decide from, and so therefore, then they get put in the bind. Okay, yes, I know I'm committed to so-and-so, but hey, at the time when I did this, I didn't have uh, X school here, you know, which may be the University of Florida, University of Miami, or, you know, NC State. So I'm really intrigued about what they have to offer, so I want to, you know, see what that's like, and other schools may not want them to go and visit that school, you know, after in January because, you know, that's the time they probably want to visit because they, they, they're they afraid they're going to lose that kid. So right. I think it kind of hurt the kid in that sense because the kid don't get that extra time to really, really evaluate the whole process of the whole recruiting part, and then that kid may lose out. Because I had a kid that's losing out on a scholarship that he decommitted from a school without even talking to myself, you know, and the coaching staff and getting advice from me, someone who have the experience of dealing with this situation for the past 20-something years, dealing with highly recruited kids, and he decommitted from the school, and we tried to get him to go back in and get us, you know, tell the coach that he panicked because they didn't have a defensive coordinator, they didn't have defensive coaches, and he didn't know who was going to be coaching them, and that, you know, he wanted to, you know, uh, see what other schools had to offer. And then when we told him he needed to get back on the boat, the coach told him he couldn't commit back to them because they already gave the scholarship to another kid, and they won't know until after the twin, which is tomorrow, that they'll have mm. a scholarship available for them. So that's how kids oh. can get burnt, you know? Yeah, so that's and, why, and that's, that's the unfortunate part. That's, so, that's so Charles, part about it. So Charles, how often do you see that? Well, where kids decommit and then don't have a scholarship? or Yeah, kids decommit, and then all of a sudden the coaches go out and they recruit somebody else, get a commitment from someone else, and now the kid tries to go back, and they and pull the you, scholarship. You hear, you hear coaches say it all the time, you're looking, we're looking, you know? So, I mean, yep, that's right. It's just the way it is, and, and that's why I said it's it's a tough situation because you do have schools like Florida and Florida State this year that have new coaching staffs. All of a sudden, UCF has a different coaching staff than a couple weeks ago, and those kids that they're recruiting may not be the same. Uh, Randy may recruit a certain kid while another coach in the coaching office may want to recruit someone else. You know that. You've been in that mm-hmm. recruiting office, and – Everybody likes different kids. Now you get a new group of coaches in, they're going to be like, oh, these aren't the kids we wanted. So it's, it's, it's a tough situation. Most kids, if they're going to decommit, better have something better on the line. I mean, I've dealt with it. I mean, I remember one time this father had called me um, when I first got in the business, and he's like, oh, my kid went to Nike camp. He had the third best spark time. I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. He's like, he was the third best person at the Nike camp. Well, I'm like, who's offered? He's like, Bowling Green, Western Michigan. I'm like, well, that's where your kid should probably go. <laughs> well, no, he's a 4-4 kid. I go, all right. Well, signing day came and went. All those schools had already signed, and he decommitted from Bowling Green, and now he ended up, I think, at a 1-AA or D2 school because he wow. he didn't know his he didn't know his place. He didn't right. listen to a coach. He didn't coach. know his so value. A lot of, and, and that's the one yeah, thing about these – these Nike and all these other camps and stuff, man. Hey, look, you know, it, it, it's tough. It, it is tough. And, and trust me, I understand parents evaluate their kids from their heart. And they see these kids every day. You got that right. You know what I mean? But but coaches, you know, dude, and, and we what we do is we, we put together a touch tape. So you, you may have your highlight tape, but that touch tape, it says something totally different than sometimes your highlight tape. 
So, and again, we're about to close, and we're going to hit on some other things. And I can't thank Coach Roland Smith, head coach, Miami Central High School, state champion, back-to-back state champion, uh, you know, one of the greatest coaches in, in high school football, and Charles Fish, Fishbein, who's one of the best evalu- one of the greatest evaluators of talent I've, I've ever been around. Guys, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Charles, no now what I like to do, and, and Roland, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to extend this invitation to you both. We're going to come back next week, and we're going to talk about National Signing Day, post-National Signing Day, who won and who lost. Miami. That's what I want to talk about next week. I know the turnover chain is turning things over right about now, but cool. As a matter of fact, I heard the turnover chain song the other day, and it's not a bad song. But it's actually a pretty cool song. Whoever did it put together, you know, put together something real nice. Y'all got to check it out. Try to get it on the show one day so we can let everybody listen to it. The Honorable Solo D. That's who Solo D. So there you have it. Our main man, Kelvin Harris. But again, hey, guys, thank you for, for, for joining us today. And family, hey, no we got, we're almost out of time, but there's a couple of things that we got to hit on before we get out of here. University of Tennessee hires Alabama defensive coordinator Jeremy Pruitt. Hey, Jeremy, kudos. My hat goes off to you, my brother. I know you're going to do a great job of bringing Tennessee football back to where it's supposed to be. We got a couple. We got a homeboy that just got hired, Bernard Tiger Clark, MVP of the 1987 National Championship game, University of Miami versus Oklahoma, was just named the head coach at Robert Morris University up in New York. Tiger, congratulations, man. Congratulations, Tiger. Okay, Tiger. Yeah, old Tiger. Bernard Tiger Claw. All right, and a friend of mine. Come get some players. Hey, you better call him, man. You can, and I, you know you got players for him down there at Miami Central, Pat. But just like I yeah, told you before. Like that cold, he, he must like that cold weather. He hasn't left it up there. Right. I, I wish I was in New York right about now with just 79 degrees. At least we have, you know, it'll feel like Christmas <laughs> up in New York. But anyway, hey, Robert, a, a personal friend of mine, just got named the head coach at Hampton University. And again, hey, Lane Kiffin just signed a multi-million dollar deal. Congratulations, who, Lane. Who got a new job at Hampton, Coach? Robert Prunning. Okay. He was, the, he was the interim defense coordinator at East Carolina University. All right? Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Okay. Well, we didn't have yeah. time, but next week when we come back, we got to talk about P. Diddy, Steph Curry, and Colin Kaepernick getting ready to buy the Charlotte Panthers. I mean, the Carolina Panthers. Oh, boy. Yeah. So we, we, we got a shot at Patrick Sertay. What do you think? No, you ain't got a patch of shot at Patrick Sertay, man. That turnover chain ain't, ain't doing all that now. Hey, anyway, that ain't happening. It's been our time. No, it ain't happening. And, hey, last one. Mario Cristobal, our dog. Yeah. Our dog. The head coach at the University of Oregon. Him and Phil Knight out there doing the, 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 the well, I don't know if Mario doesn't dance, but. <laughs> he does drink Cuban coffee. So, Phil, get ready for that Cuban coffee, buddy. The Cuban coffee knows Cuban sandwiches. Mario, hey, good luck to you. We love you, my brother. You got all the support in the world from us. But that's our time. Family, don't go anywhere. Please stay tuned. Rail of Sports Next. Voice America Sports Talk Radio. Signing off. Yours truly. To get down with Hurley Brown. Coach Smith, Charles Fishbine, Kelvin Harris. Hey, guys, hope you all have a wonderful Merry Christmas.
And somebody would you please turn the temperature down down here in Florida. Lord have mercy. But anyway, that's our show for today. We'll catch you next week. Same get down time, same get down channel. Signing up. Thanks for tuning in to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week. 